Welcome to Classic Songs Revisited, where we look back at some of the greatest songs of yesteryear. In this installment, we'll hear an excerpt from Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight, performed by Liam Neeson. Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello to the black, to the white, the red and the brown, the purple and yellow. But first, I got a bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie. Say, up jump the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop. Rock the rhythm. That'll make your body rock. This has been Classic Songs Revisited. See you next time. Happy New Year, listeners. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to 2014 and the first episode of Cape for 2014, obviously. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. Why is the show going up so late? Well, if you're listening to this in the future, then uh, you probably won't notice, but this show is actually being recorded on Saturday, a whole five days after it was due to go up, and I will explain that momentarily. But first, of course, I do want to remind you to subscribe to this show on iTunes. If you found it some other way, then uh, head over to iTunes if you like iTunes, and uh, you can find it there or at chrisabalo.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Cape Pod. Give the show the thumbs up on Facebook. I'd very much appreciate that. And uh, tell a friend. And while you're on iTunes, give the show five stars. Write a little review. I and we love that. So thank you very much. Now... As you may have known, <laughs> this past week, the polar vortex laid itself upon the eastern United States and uh, much of the Midwest as well. So here's the short version, uh, as short as it can be when I'm telling it anyway. Uh, so the <laughs> polar vortex was uh, rapidly approaching last weekend and uh, in preparation, I guess, for it because of the... Uh, the record low temperatures and the wind and anything else that was going to be happening. Uh, a lot of flights were getting canceled before anything even happened. Just looking at the storm, there were some airlines that said, all right, screw it. We're not even going to bother. Let's just cancel our flights and uh, reschedule everybody and uh, take care of it later. So I was due to fly back on Wednesday, the 8th. And uh, as it turns out, that would be the first, first full day of uh, air travel since uh, Monday and Tuesday, Pretty much all flights were canceled. I don't know if any even took off at all uh, between the East Coast and the Midwest. So I thought, oh, man, it's going to be a nightmare at Newark when I'm flying out and at LAX when I come back with who knows how many you know, thousands upon thousands of people who had their flights uh, rescheduled or, or what have you or canceled previously. So I thought, you know what? It's just easier if I uh, take advantage of uh, I happen to be flying United. And uh, they did offer any flights between, I think it was Saturday and Wednesday, up until the day I was due to fly back, you can either submit for a refund for your flight, or you could uh, reschedule 
without any charge for rescheduling your flight. So I thought, you know what, let me push my return flight back by two days. I'll fly back Friday. I didn't have any work or anything to get back to, just the the sunshine and uh, palm trees that Southern California offers. So I thought, you know what, an extra two days isn't going to be horrendous for me, and it'll just be easier on both ends of the flight if I wait until some of the melee calms down. So that's what happened. I just flew back yesterday. So today I'm sitting down to uh, record the show that uh, you might be wondering why it was I didn't do it earlier in the week when I was still in New Jersey, since Monday the show was due to go up. So why didn't I just do it then? Well, at that point, I had already moved my flight, as I said, and I thought, you know what, I'll just take care of it when I get back. But also because I was having trouble accessing my server. So if you haven't caught up on uh, the, well, particularly the last episode, I had trouble posting the holiday episode with Candace Feltz. So please check that out, uh, episode 20, where we talk about all sorts of good stuff. Um, And do touch on the holidays a little bit, but hey, it's still January, so you can catch up on a little little bit of holiday chatter. But uh, I I couldn't get onto my server, and I did post a message on chrisabalo.com saying, oh, I'm sorry, I can't seem to access anything, so apologies for the shows that were missing or not posted. I'll take care of when I get back. So here I am. I'm back. So this weekend, I'm taking care of a few of the missing bits and pieces that are on the website. So uh, sorry about that. Everything's up and running. And again, if you're listening to this in the future, you're going to see, oh, okay, January 6th, it went up. Well, not really. It was actually recorded a few days later. So oops, but uh, hey, whatever. I'm owning it. I'm telling you right now. So listen, I shockingly did not end up as uh, the best new podcast of 2013 on iTunes. Some up and comers named Adam Kroll and Dr. Drew beat me. But that's okay, because right now we're a small community, but we are, in fact, a strong community. So uh, while I this show now has no chance of winning best new podcast, that's okay, because it will still exist in the podcast ether, the internet ether. So no big deal there. But uh, you know what is a big deal? Flying. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to follow up on uh, the previous, which if you haven't heard, uh, you can go back and listen to uh, episode 20 to hear about my flight from LAX to New Jersey. And the uh, my thoughts on the, the Virgin America flight, my first Virgin America flight. Ooh. But uh, as I said, I flew back United. So uh, here are a few items as far as that goes. Now, uh, I think I need to shop around for a lighter weight suitcase because the one bag I was checking, I don't know how heavy it is. It's a pretty decent size. I was able to fit a lot of crap into it because I'm, I'm also partially moving stuff back from New Jersey to my apartment here in Los Angeles. So granted, the suitcase was pretty packed, and the weight limit is uh, at least for a a $25 a bag check fee is up to 50 pounds. I did, I mean, the suitcase was packed mostly clothes, so they can't weigh all that much, uh, especially for padding for anything that was, uh, let's say, a little bit heavier or um, semi-fragile that I was going to be, that was going to be in the suitcase. I figured, all right, well, I'll just pad a lot of it with uh, clothes and linens and things like that. And the only gauge, by the way, that I had was to use my parents' bathroom scale, which I guess was only semi-accurate, because uh, I finally got to Newark Airport and went to check my bag, which I'd pay for, by the way, because now when you check in, you pay online if you're checking a bag, because it expedites the, the process, or <laughs> supposedly does. Uh, so I get up to the counter, and you have to put the suitcase on the scale, and it comes in at, I think it was like 62 pounds. And when I waited at home, it was more like 48. So I thought, oh, cool. I'm right on the cusp. They said, yeah, you need to lighten it. I said, well, 
am I able to go at all above 50? And they said, no, 50 pounds. I said, oh, crap. I, I know I don't have a whole lot of stuff. Like, it didn't feel like 60 pounds because I had to drag the thing behind me. And it wasn't that heavy. So um, unless my, uh, my physical gauges are off and I don't know what 60 pounds weighs, maybe it means I'm getting stronger. So I have to crack open the suitcase and begin the process of shuffling things around and moving things into my backpack and then my uh, carry-on sort of uh, wheeled duffel bag that I have. So I'm taking things out of the big suitcase and redistributing them and shifting things around, hoping that will redistribute the weight maybe a little bit more evenly so that the suitcase comes in closer to 50 pounds. And it's just a, it was a big pain, unfortunately, because as I said, there's no way I can know until I get the suitcase on the scale. How am I supposed to know? Well, anyway, after who knows how long, and I got to the airport in plenty of time for, uh, to, to handle this, this whole charade and get to my flight in plenty of time. But unfortunately, most things ended up going into my backpack. So uh, when, <laughs> when I did eventually get the bag down to, I think they let me slide around 53 pounds. Uh, then I was able to leave it with them and they... Of course, you know, half-hazardly kind of threw it on the conveyor belt, and off it went into the into who knows where, uh, and eventually into the belly of the plane. Yes, my suitcase arrived in a LAX without any issue, and nothing was broken, which is fine, but I always love how they just kind of like, foomph, like kind of grab your bag and just, there's that sound again, foomph, in case you found it funny. Uh, they just kind of throw it on that conveyor belt, and then it makes its way to who knows where behind the, the kind of plastic curtain. And then somebody brings it to the plane and does the same thing with it. Takes your bag and boom, on the conveyor belt into the belly of the plane. But uh, as I'm carrying, my, I'm dragging the wheeled duffel bag uh, with its pull-out handle behind me. And I have a backpack slung over my shoulder, which is going to be in my lap or at my feet during the flight. By the time I actually got to the terminal, my right shoulder was ready to completely detach my right arm because of this thing being slung over my shoulder the backpack was so heavy that i was i really thought just the strap was going to saw off my arm but alas the plane took off on time which was nice and then i was able to uh get into my seat semi-comfortably and hey the middle seat was empty too there was just a, a woman on the aisle seat middle seat was empty me by the window ah that was wonderful except for here we go again have to pay for the in-flight entertainment. Nothing is complimentary at all. Uh, until the plane takes off, you're basically watching ads for all the stuff that's being featured on the uh, in-flight entertainment, which was, there was some kind of special going on, I guess a holiday or New Year's special, where uh, for flights under two hours, I think it was four bucks maybe, it was a dollar off the regular price, and it was uh, normally $8, but on sale for $7 for our flight because it was over two hours. Nothing free. And if you didn't order the the entertainment package, which I didn't, uh, the TV just runs ads repeatedly for the entire flight. So thankfully, I was able to just turn off the monitor and be left alone. But uh, I mean, seven bucks. It is annoying that you don't even get like one free movie or a bunch of like sitcom reruns or, or something like that. There's absolutely nothing. No free entertainment on the flight. You have to pay to check bags now and you need to pay for any kind of entertainment. I mean, I kind of understand because with people bringing tablets and iPods and smartphones, even if they're on airplane mode, yeah, they're going to be otherwise entertained. But I mean, at least to show something, I don't understand that. And I complained about it in the last episode because it was pretty much, it was similar with Virgin America. So that that part does bug me. I mean, and, and the worst part, by the way, was they're listing, I think there were like eight movies that were going to be showing, but they're showing on different channels. So if you want to watch one movie, it may be showing during the same time another movie you want to see is playing. It's not as if they were on demand, 
which is how it has been on flights uh, previously that I've been on, where you have certain options and you get to pick them and watch them on demand. No, these movies started at scheduled times. So you could end up with two movies that overlap. If you only want to see two, they may very well be playing at the same time, and then you're stuck for the rest of the flight. But uh, that's okay. My iPod was loaded up with podcasts and, uh, of course, listened to a few albums and some audiobooks and all that. It was only a five-hour flight. No, was it six hours? No, it's six hours. Yeah, that's right. But we're close. Heading uh, east to west is always a little bit longer. So it was between five and a half and six hours. But uh, I was well entertained, got in, uh, was picked up by my sister, and got back home. And uh, it was California cold when I got back. It was in the 60s, but it was a welcome reprieve from the uh, the polar vortex, which, uh, let me speak about that for just a second. I was called numerous times during my, what turned into three and a half weeks in New Jersey, so many times I was called a wimp because of my intolerance for the cold weather. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I mean, look, New Jersey didn't have the worst of it. On uh, Tuesday, the 7th, I woke up, and I think it was minus 2 and minus 14 with the wind chill, if I'm remembering that correctly, which, as I said, not even the worst. Chicago was like minus 50 with the wind chill or something ludicrous like that. It was deathly cold in other parts of the country. So I'm not complaining as far as like, oh, we had it the worst of anybody. But just in general, I just don't want to deal with the cold anymore. Uh, with the fact that it's, I mean, that precipitation constantly, and uh, it looks like for now, at least, the East Coast is going to continue to get hammered with uh, cold and snow for at least a little while. But I'm just over it. This is the fact that I don't want to deal with the cold. That's fine. I'll be a wimp. It's okay. Yeah, I enjoy living out in Southern California where... Okay, right now, maybe it's in the 60s, but you know, it's going to be up in the 80s again, probably by the end of the month, and uh, all will be right with the world, <laughs> or at least uh, my little world here on uh, the West Coast. So uh, if you think I'm a wimp because I can't deal with the cold, I'm okay with that. I'd frankly had enough of it just because of the uh, the bit of snow or the, the couple of patches of snow that fell while I was home in the first mm, week and a half. And with the single-digit temperatures, yeah, no thanks. It's, no, I've had enough of that. But for all my complaining, I still would like to be in the cold weather during the holidays. I've only had one West Coast Christmas, and that was 2007. So, you know what? If I can go back for uh, Christmas next year in New Jersey, I would prefer it. Because there is something about the holidays, just growing up with seasons, even just the cold weather. It doesn't even need to be snow, or in New Jersey, most times it rains on Christmas Day. But just the, the cold weather is enough to make it at least feel like Christmas, whereas, you know, there's two seasons in Los Angeles, spring and summer. So there's no sense of the year going by at all. The passage of time, does, it doesn't even feel like anything's happening unless you're just watching the uh, the movie billboards change around town. But I'd still rather have this. It, despite my, my complaining about the cold, I would still rather be uh, spend Christmas in New Jersey than in California. Just I'm, I'm not as crazy about the West Coast Christmas. Okay, so... Now that the trip itself is over, I have to tell you, there's some really, really, really funny stuff coming up on uh, the only podcast that matters. Uh, if you didn't hear, the, and chances are you might not have, uh, last week's episode where we recapped 2013, it's hilarious. I cannot recommend it enough because it was a blast to record and equally, if not more funny, when I went back and, and cut it together because... Man, it's it, now it is longer than the average episode. It's almost it's just a hair under an hour and 40 minutes. But it, we're recapping a year. There's a lot to talk about. So you should check that out. And uh, 
once again, I'll be on the show pretty much every other week over the next few months. It looks like I'll be on the show consistently until May, which is my next planned trip back to New Jersey, during which we'll record a few more episodes. So there. But yes, I will be on the only podcast that matters pretty much every other week for the next few months. So as usual, subscribe on iTunes, check out theonlypodcast.com, and get even more me, because why not? Uh, Now, having said that, I didn't get to see my friends and only podcast cohorts as much as I wanted to over the time I, uh, I was in New Jersey because there was just there was kind of always something to do and there were a lot of family plans which is fine by me. It's so funny because I consider myself lucky in that with my family there's no there isn't really a sense of obligation. I mean, we spend uh, Christmas Day with my family and then we had a a, a great get together the weekend after Christmas which I'll get to in a moment. But I always hear about people not just, you know, in, in a goofy kind of um, holiday movie way, but just friends of mine who say like, oh, I need to get together with my family and uh, there's this person to deal with and that person. I don't want to see them. But I genuinely like my family. So I consider myself lucky. I get along with them and I'm happy to see them in part because I don't see them very often. And uh, in the case of a few uh, weeks ago, that was exactly how it was with uh, most of the relatives I saw because we had a uh, get-together. With It started out as it's going to be a cousin's get-together because with my father being the youngest of 10, I have loads of first and second cousins. <laughs> Everyone kind of has their own lives and their own kids, so not everybody gets to see each other very often or there isn't like a group get-together. There have been reunions here and there over time, but it's really tough to get everyone together. And the initial thing was, uh, from what I understood, we thought it was going to be like ah, 10 or 12 people. We knew some out-of-state family was going to be coming in for this occasion. But being the weekend after Christmas, the weekend in between Christmas and New Year's, no less, we figured, ah, people might not be available. And my one cousin put something out on Facebook saying, hey, we're getting, having to get together at my house. If anybody wants to come along, great, we'll be here. Hope to see you if you can make it. And when we finally showed up to uh, this event, my parents, of course, were, were invited as well. I mean, it was more of a family thing, not just a cousins thing, but because the majority happened to be the cousins, it was kind of billed as a cousins get together. But uh, I show up with my parents. And there's about 137,000 relatives at my one cousin's house where we were getting together. And it was so great to see everybody. I mean, a lot of family from out of state, a lot of people whose kids I've frankly haven't seen in years or possibly have never even met, which I don't know if I cop to or not. But man, it was so cool just to see everybody and to catch up and to uh, find out what everyone's up to. I mean, I'm not married. I don't have kids. The majority of my cousins qualify for both. And some of them have had a couple of marriages and I haven't even had one (laughs) or any kids. So it was, but it was so cool to see everybody and to catch up with family. And you know what? It did kind of add that little bit of emphasis to the fact that it was the holiday season because the holidays should be about family and getting together and good happiness stuff. So it was just a blast to see everybody and to catch up. And a few of them listen to the podcast. So hopefully they're listening to this one right now. If so, hello. And thanks for tuning in. That was the radio voice kicking in. So thankfully, the, the threat of a polar vortex couldn't keep our family from getting together uh, twice during the holidays, which which was awesome. I'm so happy I got to catch up with so many relatives and see everybody. It was It was a blast. And spend some quality time with my parents. And a good amount of time with my friends as well. I have to say, as much as we didn't get together as frequently as we'd hoped, I don't think anybody did because everybody has girlfriends and family plans and 
we did get together to record shows with some kind of consistency. And even the extra two days I stayed in New Jersey before flying back, I was pretty much just at my parents' house because the weather wasn't great anyway. But at that point, it was like, well, what are we, should we just say goodbye and get together and then say goodbye again that night? I mean, everybody kind of had something going on, which, you know what, that's the nature of this time of year. So uh, no problem. But uh, it was it was a well spent near month back in New Jersey. So uh, I'm I'm very happy that it it went as well as it did in in basically every way. Now when I came back to Los Angeles, there's a a big change in that uh, you know what as of January 1st, I believe, no more plastic bags in uh, Los Angeles. You must pay, I think it's a nickel or 5 cents for you people who don't know what a nickel is for a paper bag if you're at a grocery store. That's fine. I can get behind it because most stores have given out reusable bags at some point or they cost a dollar a piece. I mean, it's not a major bank breaker and we all know that reusing stuff is better than just throwing stuff out. I mean, that drives me nuts. I do have friends who go shopping, don't bring a reusable bag, which is fine if they don't, but the plastic bags, they'll just throw in the garbage. And that annoys me because every single store has a receptacle for plastic bags so they can be recycled. So it is a tremendous waste when you're just going to throw something out because who the hell knows where it ends up. So I can get behind this. And uh, most times I will bring a bag into a store with me if I'm doing some considerable like grocery shopping or if I'm going in for one or two items, I don't need a bag. I have two good hands. I can carry the items out of the store and into my car and then eventually up to my apartment. However, with an initiative like this kicking off, it does make me wonder, is this just to present uh, a, a degree of progress because, yes, it has an environmental uh, benefit to it, but traffic's a way bigger problem than I would think plastic bags are, and its environmental impact has to be bigger through the, the fuel that's burned. Yes, I know Priuses are hybrids. They don't burn as much fuel, and those are the majority of the cars out here, but between the, the gas that's burned when the, the 405 is a parking lot, no one's moving, and everyone's running their air conditioners... Uh, to try and keep the exhaust out of their lungs, and uh, just and again the exhaust as well, just feeding into the the smog in the Los Angeles atmosphere, isn't that a bigger problem? Aren't they bigger threats than plastic bags? I mean, I, again, I can get behind this whole plastic bag ban and people having to buy paper, which is also recyclable, compostable, etc. But is it just to um, show that there's some kind of progress going on? rather than take care of something that's a bigger problem, like traffic. I don't know. I, I don't feel like there's any effort put into keeping uh, expediting traffic at all around here. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy about the plastic bag thing, but I'm just wondering if it's not to present a, a kind of a small degree of progress. So it's like, hey, look, things are getting done in the city. No more plastic bags, but you're still going to have to sit for a half hour when you're driving four miles like I do on some days. And uh, speaking of environmental items... Uh, the new phone books arrived at my apartment. So they were kind of set up by our, our mailboxes, just big stacks of them. And I took one. And uh, about a, well, today, frankly, because I took one yesterday when I collected my I accumulated mail, I thought, why? Am I really going to need to use the phone book because of the internet? Isn't it just a waste of paper? And it makes me wonder, when will they stop printing phone books and distributing phone books? I mean, I believe Webster stopped printing encyclopedias. So is there a... Is it going to happen soon where there's just no more phone books? It's, eh, sorry. You're just going to have to Google it <laughs> or, uh, you know, find uh, some other resource. Use Yelp or, or something if you want to find a restaurant. I don't know. I suppose maybe when a certain generation 
dies out, and I don't mean that to sound harsh, but truthfully, there's a generation that relies on phone books and uh, other things they've used their entire lives. So I just wonder when that's going to happen. I suppose it's going to happen sooner rather than later. There has to be a point where they realize, you know what? These phone books are, yeah, people aren't going to use them. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to recycle mine. (laughs) It's going in uh, the recycling bin out behind my building. All right. I've only been back a day, but I already have, and only in Los Angeles. (laughs) That's right. Um, Now, we made a joke on an episode from uh, not last week, but the week before on the only podcast that matters uh, called the Half and Half Cast, where Andrew at one point walks into the living room where Corey and I are sitting and having a chat, and he has an e-hookah, an electronic hookah cigarette, I suppose. I mean, it's not a pipe. It's just a stick that uh, lit up purple on the end. And I just, I was fascinated by this, and I couldn't help but (laughs) ask, like, what is is this? Is that an e-hookah? And he said, yeah, it's an e-hookah. That's literally the name. I was making a joke, but apparently that's what they're called. And I've seen... Lately, well, not lately, but a month or so ago, I started seeing that there were these uh, vape bars popping up around where uh, it's all, I guess, where you go and you can smoke vapor cigarettes or e-cigarettes or e-hookahs or whatever your uh, your fix requires. And I even heard a guy <laughs> when I was out earlier today uh, mention about going out, I guess he had an e-cigarette on him and he actually used the term, I'm going to go get a couple of vapes. Now, I'm not a smoker. I never have been. And uh, I, I just, my respiratory system cannot handle smoke. It just gives me a headache if I'm around smoke. But it can't be nearly as cool <laughs> to go out and have this little light up cigarette and go out. You know, if you, if someone says I'm going to go out and have a couple of puffs, okay, you, you do understand what that means. Or I'm going to go smoke. But I don't think having a stick in your mouth that lights up on the end is ever going to look as cool to people who think smoking looks cool. As it does to have that cigarette in your mouth. I, I don't know. But the whole thing of like, I'm going to get a couple of vapes. I guess it's going to make its way into the into the uh, modern vernacular. Vapes and vape bars and e-hookahs and all sorts of madness. So uh, only in Los Angeles, but coming soon to a town near you. <laughs> vape bars and people stepping outside to get a couple of vapes. There you go. All right. That's about it. I, I think that's plenty for right now. Uh, the whole, the perils of flying and the joys of being home for the holidays, I think I've summed it up nicely. And I don't want to drag this on unnecessarily because uh, I want to post this because the show's already five days late. Oh, before I go, I nearly forgot to make recommendations. So uh, and something good needs to come out of this, right? I can't just complain. First off, let me start with uh, my favorite movies. I'm just going to pick three because there were three movies I went and saw in the theater twice each, which I'd say would put them as my favorites. And uh, those were Iron Man 3. The World's End, and The Heat. Absolutely love all those movies. If you haven't seen them, you must. I have had many, many, many discussions about The Heat in the last couple of weeks. Not just in the last episode, but uh, a lot of people talking about that and how much they love that movie. And uh, it's it's very quickly ascending into uh, my top favorites of all time. But I love The World's End as I love everything Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright do. And Iron Man 3 is... Quite possibly my favorite of those three movies. Blasphemy! They underused the Mandarin and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, favorite albums of the year? I'll pick three as well. One would be uh, The Winery Dogs, which I really enjoyed, which is Richie Kotzen, Billy Sheehan, and Mike Portnoy. 
which are is basically a combination of Mr. Big and Dream Theater to a degree, uh, along with various other projects. But uh, their self-titled debut album, really, really good. Great instrumentation. The guys all sing vocals, uh, you know, background vocals and whatnot. Richie Kotzen sings lead vocals. But uh, as a trio, this is truly a power trio. If you want to call it a super group, fine. And uh, I know I recommended it a couple episodes back, I think during the summer when the album came out. But uh, I do find myself putting it on fairly regularly, uh, particularly Elevate, the first song. Definitely a great album. Another pick would be an album from last year, which I discovered this year, so it's going to get... Okay, well, 2013. You know what I mean. So it's going to count toward 2013, uh, which is Jackal, Best in Show. Really, really love this album. I'd kind of listened to their first album again recently, in during the last year, and loved it. And thought, oh, okay, this I, I should check out some more of their stuff. And then I saw that they put out an album last year, Best Buy, an exclusive version with a DVD. And actually, I still haven't watched the DVD yet. Uh, and two bonus tracks. So I picked it up and kind of has that, the kind of rock songs that have that ACDC stomp to them. And uh, j- just loved it. Good rock and roll. And a pretty funny cover of Cover of the Rolling Stone, which is, was originally a song by Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. Uh, odds are you might not have heard of them. Or maybe you know the song. But uh, hey, this song is a chainsaw solo. That's right. Not a guitar solo. A chainsaw solo. So look that one up. Just a, a really, really fun album. Very straight ahead rock album. And speaking of Straight Ahead Rock, the third one has to be the self-titled debut of Hey Hello, which is Ginger Wildheart and Victoria Letke. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but uh, just good, loud pop rock music. Really, really good stuff. It's available digitally in the U.S. I, actually, it's available on CD. I believe a, a U.S. distributor picked it up. It was part of one of Ginger's many continuing pledge campaigns for... Um, you know, fan-funded albums where you're basically just pre-ordering it in advance, which was fine, because if you were going to buy it in the store anyway, hey, at least your, your money's going toward the production of the album. So uh, check out Hey Hello as well. Uh, there's a single, which you may still be able to get for free on the internet, legally for free. <laughs> the band was giving away a song called Black Valentine. And uh, just, man, really good song. All the way through, there's not a song I, I skip when I listen to the album. And I've it's probably been a full year now. I think the download came out around... December, maybe January of last year before the physical CD came out. And uh, I've been listening to it steadily throughout the year. So that definitely makes its way into the top three. So those are three albums you should check out. As far as TV shows, the only new show that I become incredibly addicted to, which I wholeheartedly recommend, and I'm late on this one as well as with many shows, Sherlock. I fell in love with Sherlock earlier in the year when I watched it with Corey. He'd been saying for a long time, Sherlock, we got to watch Sherlock, Sherlock. I said, okay, okay, because I'd wanted to see it and then just hadn't because of, you know, other stuff to watch on Netflix. And we kept saying we're going to sit and watch it. We finally watched the first episode and I was way into it. I finished season one on Netflix, bought season two, even though it was available on Netflix. I was just like, this is great. I need to get this. I need to own this. And season three has, I believe, debuted around now. Haven't seen it, but in a month or so, it'll be on Blu-ray and I'll go pick it up. Um, so I love Sherlock, and uh, I also got a new Arrested Development over the summer, and have seen all four seasons of that. Brilliant. I love it. Way late on it, but like many people, kind of uh, caught up with it on Netflix, and I'm not nearly as disappointed with the uh, new season as other people were. I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it, it held up compared to all the other stuff, but I haven't been waiting years for it. So there we go. So 
Once again, check out The Only Podcast That Matters. Lots of funny episodes coming over the next couple of months, and I was on the last three episodes if you want to go back and listen to that, which was, uh, they were Xmas Cast 2013, Half and Half Cast, and uh, Headline Cast 2013 Recap. So uh, check out The Only Podcast That Matters on Stitcher, iTunes, BlackBerry Podcasts, and of course, theonlypodcast.com. And, uh, of course, this show, please spread the word and uh, subscribe on iTunes, as I said earlier. Give the show five stars, write a review. Do the same for the only podcast that matters. We definitely appreciate it. So, I'll be back in two weeks with the show I banked in New Jersey. Ooh, wonder what that's about. I guess you'll have to tune in to find out. Uh, until then, though, thank you for listening. This has been Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. Yet another experiment.